Hey friend, welcome to Triumph Holistic Living Podcast. I'm your host, Casey Lewis, certified wellness practitioner, helping Christian women like you to improve your health and to once and for all ditch the chronic fatigue, fog, and illness like depression, anxiety, autoimmunity, and stubborn fat, and to gain thriving energy and good mood, confidence, and Glorify God by taking care of the body he's given you with natural methods based on principles that will never change because they're founded in scripture and science. Let's dive in. Hey girl, how are you? How's your day going? I hope it's, I hope it's just going great. And if it's not, well, there are better days ahead, you know, and you are doing a great job. Life life can be hard, but it's beautiful, isn't it? So, you want to know something I'm I'm really passionate about. There's lots of things, and I'm sure you know lots of them, but kids eating healthy. And I really want to speak on it because man, there's a tragic epidemic that's happening in our country. And everyone's kind of been brainwashed to believe that we can't change it for our kids because, you know, kids don't eat healthy, right? Like, kids won't eat vegetables. You have to hide them. If you're going to get your kids to eat vegetables, you have to hide them in a smoothie or make something that looks like a chicken nugget and, you know, pile six pounds of cheese on it or something. And... I get it. You know, I I was one of those kids hooked on hooked on processed, you know. I I ate horribly. I was just, you know, raised with the standard American diet and I never touched a vegetable other than maybe corn. That was yeah, corn, potatoes, that's probably it. And I've always had severe mood issues. Like when I was a kid, man, I had real bad mood issues. And honestly, I can't even imagine the complete psycho freak out meltdown I would have had for a very long time. I've always been very stubborn. (laughs) If... If you, if, man, if those foods were taken away from me when I was a kid, oh my gosh, I would have not eaten anything for, until I was like starving, probably. And I was always really addicted to sugar and processed foods. And the thing is, is that that stuff, it it screws up your taste buds and And this goes for you too, like not just your kids, right? We can't enjoy natural, real food as well as we ought to and as much as we would if we don't eliminate the crap that's literally hijacking and destroying your taste buds. It actually changes and alters your taste buds. And so, yeah, we can't expect a child who has only had their taste buds altered with these supercharged, super flavored. I mean, they, they, 
the companies that create these processed foods, they add tons of sugar and tons of chemicals and all these different things to make the food be hyper palatable and to really, really supercharge your taste buds and the experience that you have with quote, quote, food, right? With the stuff that that you're eating. And so when your taste buds and your brain and everything is so conditioned to be used to that type of experience, when you take it away and you try to eat real food, it's not the same. You're not going to have that same experience. And so it doesn't, it, it physically is not going to taste the same. The great thing is with our bodies though, is that they're really receptive to rehabilitation, especially at such a young age, especially as a child. But our bodies are constantly creating new cells and adapting and changing. And, and so the great thing is it's never final, right? It, if you decide that you're going to commit to eliminating that stuff, your taste buds are going to go back to normal. They're going to go back to how they're supposed to be. And then real food man, it takes on a whole new flavor and a whole new taste and a whole everything, a whole new experience. It's so much different. But, you know, you can expect kids to have meltdowns over not going, getting their, you know, favorite artificial food that's loaded up with all that stuff. And it makes the pleasure centers in their brains go haywire. And... I mean, I've had to learn how to work through meltdowns for myself. When I take intentional time, you know, to fast from certain things and detox and and whatever, mostly from sugar is a big struggle for me that I have to intentionally fast from occasionally. And kids, you know they already don't have fully developed brains that are capable of controlling their emotions as well as adults do, or as well as adults should, I should say. <laughs> um, I'm a kid's cooking instructor, and, or, well, I was. I, I, taught, I taught a kid's cooking class before, like pre-COVID, right? So that's been shut down ever since then. But it was such a rewarding job because I would just love, I loved it. I loved seeing a kid try a new food and realize that, you know, she likes it. It, We always, one of my rules in, in the class was, you know, you have to try one bite unless you're allergic or something. And they want to, they want to because they had a part in making it. You know, they had their hands in it. And that's another big way to really get kids to even be motivated to try foods is get get them involved, right? Let them pick out a recipe with you. Let them go food shopping with you. Let them cook it with you. Maybe it doesn't, they don't have to do all the things, but if as much of it as you can get them involved in so that they're invested, it helps them to want to try something new. And then they might realize that, oh, wait, I do like this. And then They don't have to be that involved every time you make that thing, but now they know, oh, I like that thing. And it was just so awesome when I would have kids coming in and say, I don't like this or I don't like that. It's like, okay, well, we're just going to try one bite. And then they want to eat the whole thing because they love it. Or 
they go, yeah, I, I don't like that. But that's, I st- I'm so encouraged by that still because I'm like, okay, well, you tried it and that's what matters because the more that kids learn to be adventurous with food and to realize like, hey, if you try a bite of something that you don't love, you're not going to die, you know, like <laughs> you're going to be all right if you try a bite and you don't love it. It's not the end of the world. So that's a really good skill to learn because even adults, I know so many adults who aren't willing to just try something. They won't be adventurous with food. And I think that that in and of itself, even if they don't like the one specific thing they're trying, it's a good skill. And I mean, part of this process of getting them to try these things and to actually be able to taste and enjoy them Again, it's 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 taking out that stuff that's messing with their taste buds and it's going to be a challenge, guys. It's going to be it's going to be something that it's not just going to go over smoothly. It's not going to be easy. They're going to fight for and want the things that they love and that light up the pleasure centers in their brain. They're going to want that. And I, I'm so thankful that I, that I'm raising my kids now to eat healthy from the start. Because I'll be real with you, it's so much easier that way. But I know what it's like to have kids in the middle of a lifestyle change because Isaiah was four when I started changing our diet. And when I cut out all the crap out of his life that he wanted and he asked for it and he cried about it and he gave me a hard time and I struggled with feeling guilt because... I didn't want him to like miss out on his childhood, you know, and certain family members would make me feel guilty over it. Like I was depriving him, you know, and I wrestled with that. But I always ultimately came to the conclusion that, you know, this is what was best for him long term. And one day, if not now, he'll care way more about this. Like later on in life, He'll care more about being healthy and that his body wasn't being destroyed from the time he was a child, from the inside out, basically, um, than the fact that he, you know, didn't have access to a bunch of junk food all the time. I, I just know it because of the kid that I was and how I was raised and how hooked and how much you would, ne- I never would have believed you. Never. Never would have believed you if you had told me that I would be the person who's preaching on eating vegetables and stuff. I never would have believed it. I never would have believed I could have enjoyed it. Like truly enjoyed it. And I know that when my kids are adults, that they're going to value good health. When you're a kid, you don't really. Because you've never felt what it's like to not be healthy. You don't care. Your body's perfect. <laughs> It doesn't hurt. You don't have aches and pains. You're you're not getting, you know, oftentimes there's plenty of children who get horrible diagnoses and stuff. But for the most part, lifestyle related diagnoses, well, it is a shame. It's, it's vastly growing in children. But for the most part, they're adult onset kind of things because it takes time for these issues to develop over, our, you know, a period of putting the wrong things in our body, right? There's, there's so much hope in doing this with your kids. 
And it's more than possible. You know, when, when we first did it, my son would hardly eat any healthy foods at first, except like fruit and chicken. <laughs> I mean, but that's it, really. But now he he's adopted the mindset and the lifestyle because he's seen it modeled and he's seen the benefits of it. And we teach him, you know, I explain to him and I give him choices and I get him involved and we make plans together around holidays and occasions and how to handle them. You know, when he's being given candy or whatever else, like, how are we going to, do we need all of this? What do we need? Let's pick out specific ones you really like. You know, it's not, it's not so black and white. Everything's a little bit different. Um, and yeah, it was really hard at first when he was young and when we first did it. But over time, with teaching him and, and just having him be involved, it just got easier and easier, you know? But as for my daughter, you know, she's almost three now. And we've hardly ever really given her junk food. Uh, she's never had McDonald's. She's never really had candy. She's just never really had much junk food. I mean, if she has, it's like super rare. And not like her diet's been only perfect, right? I mean, like she's had pizza and Chick-fil-A and it's just, it's so seldom. So she's used to real food. It's all she's ever really known, you know? So she eats broccoli and kimchi and asparagus and kombucha and we don't have to like fight her on it you know that's what she knows as food and our kids don't feel deprived you know they don't feel like they're missing out on their childhood and every once in a while when Isaiah starts to feel like he's missing out a little bit or just at least you know wishing that that food wouldn't be damaging to his body that he could just like enjoy it and it'd be fine which I I get that you know I would love that too but we just we gently teach him and we remind him and we also remind him you know that it's his choice we're we're not going to force him on it I mean we're not going to bring it into our house we're not going to buy it for him but we're also not going to force him not to eat whatever it is when he gets it or when he's out or whatever but We've been teaching him, and so he knows better, and so he usually chooses better, and I'm really proud of him for that. But here's the bottom line, right? We need to trust that God knew what he was doing, right? Like, he knew what he was doing when he created food. (laughs) He designed it. He made it with a purpose, right? He made it for our enjoyment. He made it for nourishment and he made it with a science and when we go and try to do it our own way and we try to make our own version of things and better versions of things and more convenient versions of things it's usually at our own destruction isn't it and you know in the same way we need to trust our role as a parent to do what's best for our child like how we're trusting that God knows what he's doing, trust that we're given this role and we know what's best and we can provide what's best and what's right for our child. So moms or 
you know, if you're a dad and listening, um, but parents, right? It starts with us. We need to influence our kids and be the generation changers. You know, the ones who don't just value convenience over, you know, commitment to good health and well-being. We were raised by the generation that was all about convenience. That was the biggest, most important thing was convenience. Right? McDonald's became popular. The microwave oven, school cafeterias, drive throughs right? Like that was a generation above us starting all those changes and adopting them. And we found that that has had extremely negative outcomes. And I know they weren't intentional, but they happened nonetheless, right? We know better now. And so it's our responsibility to fix it. And we start by fixing ourselves, our kitchen, our homes, our cabinets, right? Our time, our choices. If this is a big deal, you know? And hey, if you have a child who's hooked on processed, you can expect that he's going to have some meltdowns or fight for, you know, his drug of choice. <laughs> you can expect it's, it's going to be hard. You can also expect that if you aren't walking the walk, you know, talking the talk, it's only going to prove itself to be unsuccessful. It's not going to reap any benefit. But you can also expect that when you decide to fuel your body and fuel your family's bodies and fuel your home, it'll be so worth it. You'll be so much happier and so much more well-off and healthier and able to really get the most out of your time here than if you were to choose to just ignore the path you're choosing by not making it a priority, you know, and you can do this and your kids can do it too. So let's change the next generation together. Can we just work together to set them up for optimal health and well-being from the start. They have fresh, healthy, young little bodies that need to be nourished. So let's teach them to value the right things and not just what's most maybe satisfying in the moment, tastes best in the moment. Talk about these things with your kids. Tell them. Like, you're going to enjoy this right now, but down the road, it's going to cause X, Y, Z. Or... You know, you might be enjoying it right now, but for you, maybe tomorrow in school, you'll have a harder time focusing or later while or whatever, even things that are happening right now. And the more we communicate with them, the more we show by our own commitment to it, but, you know, leading by example and just have those conversations over and over and over, you know, just talk about it and make, and Involve them in the process. Teach them as you're learning and, you know, bring them alongside you as you go through it together. And we can make a huge impact for not only ourselves and our own health and well-being and how that's going to impact how we treat everyone around us and the way we're able to love and serve others and everything else, but 
it's also going to create such a huge impact on our kids and their families and the generations to come. And we need to, you know, with knowledge comes responsibility. We know better. So we are responsible for being the ones. Our kids don't choose what we bring into the house and what we serve them, right? We choose that. And they might fight us on it, but that's a temporary battle that's worth the long-term war. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So if you found this episode empowering or encouraging, send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know. Let me know what you want to hear more about or where you might need more encouragement or more tips, you know, anything. It's so, it's so helpful for me in just coming up with what to talk about on each episode. And I really want to be here to support you however I can. So if you, if you can reach out to me, let me know those things that would be so helpful for me. And if you found this, this episode helpful, you know, share it, share it with a friend who might also be encouraged by it. Or if you can leave a review or tag me to let me know you loved it. I would appreciate those things so much. So thanks for spending your time with me. Your time is so valuable and it means a whole lot. So the fact that you're here with me spending it here, I appreciate that. I appreciate you and I hope you have an awesome day. And until next time, dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well.